0: Hi, welcome to a new episode of Pasha. My name is Inas Kosana. Thanks for joining us. In today's episode, we discuss a topic that's been in the news lately, the Suez Canal. It made international headline after a ship, the Ever Given, became wedged diagonally across the canal. This caused a big and very expensive backlog of other vessels. But this episode is about the history of the Suez Canal and how it was developed. The dream of the Suez Canal was to build a waterway from the Mediterranean to the Red Sea through the Egyptian desert. Joining us for this episode is Lucia Carvanati, an assistant professor at the Texas Tech University in the US. Lucia starts by telling us about her background and what her expertise are related to the Suez Canal.
1: Thanks for having me and thanks for the nice introduction. I'm assistant professor of modern Middle East history at Texas Tech and uh, this research developed out of my uh, dissertation work. Uh, that was based in um, fieldwork taking place in Egypt, uh, in Egyptian archives, as well as in archives scattered all throughout Europe, in Italy, France and uh, Britain. And the reason why uh, my research uh, necessitated such uh, an extensive um, archival work is because Uh, My intention was um, exactly to piece together the history of the laborers, the workers, who actually enabled the uh, excavation, uh, the implementation of this project, the eventual success of this undertaking. And these workers happened to come from all these countries I've mentioned, the rest of Egypt, as well as the Mediterranean basin. So the the book that I'm currently developing, it was born out of my pre-existing relationship with Egypt, uh, which is a place where I studied Arabic, where I um, worked in archives, and where I met uh, Egyptians, uh, who, especially uh, young Egyptian researchers, who've been uh, very much interested in recovering the past of their country. I want to uh, recognize their work and their role in helping me uh, shape my own research in the history of the Suez Canal, but also in the history of uh, the Egyptian past, especially in the 19th century and early 20th century. Can you
0: tell us how the Suez Canal was formed? Who had the idea for it and its early beginnings?
1: Sure, the Suez Canal uh, has been a, a dream throughout history. Uh, so many different uh, plans and attempts have been uh, either recorded or passed down as uh, legends. So the historical record is quite spotty and it's it's kind of hard to disentangle reality from from legend. But uh, the very first attempts seem to have taken place as early as 600 uh, before the common era pharaohs dreamed about it the persians attempted to do something about it uh, the romans as well uh, so different groups and different the different conquerors who were present in egypt in the past they all uh, attempted to have the suez crossed by a canal because they imagined that that would have made Uh, transportation uh, easier. The Ottomans as well, who would be present uh, in uh, Egypt starting with the early 16th century, uh, they also had plans about it. And the reason why I'm mentioning this longer history is because uh, the, um, the paternity of the Swiss Canal is often attributed to uh, a French a diplomat called Ferdinand Lessier, who, however, came at the heels of um, many more predecessors and in the wake of a longer history of, uh, of dreams, projects, and plans. So, even if Ferdinand Lessier in 1854 uh, eventually succeeded, uh, he is the one who is credited with this initiative, but really it was a collective effort. And the reason why uh, De Lysay succeeded in forming the so-called Universal uh, Suez Canal Company in 1854 was really because the Egyptian ruler saw uh, something good and beneficial in it and allowed him to uh, proceed with this project.
0: In 1859, work started on the canal, bringing with it pops of people, equipment and livestock. But around 1862, many of the workers were forced laborers.
1: How did this change? Work started in 1859 and it proceeded southwards. So it started on the northern Egyptian Mediterranean coast at a spot that would later be known as Port Said and proceeded southwards in the following decade or so. At first, um, the uh, the workforce uh, was uh, highly diversified from its very beginning. So out of the 150 workers recorded, whose presence was recorded on, in Port Said in April 1859, uh, there were uh, many Egyptians uh, as well as workers from the rest of the Mediterranean basin. And so I'm thinking of Dalmatians, Italians, Greeks, uh, French workers, among others. And these, um, this character, this international character, would continue to characterize the workforce that would um, live, inhabit, as well as work uh, all along the Suez Canal lands in the different work sites that came to be as works proceeded southwards. However, in 1863, uh, the, a new Egyptian ruler in Cairo, Ismail, and was much less favorable to the, to the idea that uh, uh, Egyptian workers could be forcibly recruited. That had been the arrangement starting in January 1862 that the Swiss Canal Company and the Egyptian government had found to provide a constant and reliable uh, supply of workers, and cheap, by the way, workers, to the Swiss Canal Company for its work sites. However, Ismail found that uh, the Egyptian workforce could be more effectively directed to the uh, cotton fields because cotton was very much in demand at the time as the US Civil War was still ravaging and disrupting the uh, global supply of cotton. So Ismail, starting in 1863, fell more in line with uh, Ottoman wishes. The Ottoman, uh, the Ottoman Empire was still uh, in formal control of the Egyptian territory.
0: The canal's early days saw it become a hive of economic activity
1: but it was still full of challenges. What were some of those? The ever-given accident of recent times is uh, sort of the epitome of a longer history. And um, that's why I like to highlight how even before the canal's official inauguration date in November 1869, uh dredging equipment was still operating trying to uh clear the the path for the vessels that would that were supposed to cross the canal uh during festivities however uh there were still rocks along along the waterbed uh that needed to be set off with explosives but also winds uh, or sands, uh, currents still raised concerns about the uh, success of the canal's launch. So I think that when we, when we conceive of the, of, the, of the Suez Canal history, it's important to keep in mind uh, bigger uh, as well as apparently minor accidents uh, because the uh, inauguration in November 1869 did not just launch uh, an enterprise that would, from that moment on, uh, work uh, seamlessly and smoothly. You still had uh, both the uh, geographical constraints or the, the physical elements getting in the way, and, um, and the canal still needed labour and uh, actual physical workers to perform the uh, tough job of maintaining the canal.
0: The Suez Canal has a fascinating history forged by people and ideas. Even today, it has a massive importance on a global scale, with about 10% of trade going through it. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Pasha, produced by Ozea Patel. From me, Ines Kosana. goodbye for now.